KBHDD is reminding Georgians to ask their doctor about alternatives to opioid pain medication. Alternatives such as over-the-counter medications and physical therapy can be used to manage pain. More information at opioidresponse.info. We are back with On Second Thought from GPB. I'm Virginia Prescott. 1619, the year the first Africans kidnapped from their land were brought to America as slaves. By 1790, enslaved people accounted for nearly a third of Georgia's population. Many worked from sunup to sundown. The drudgery and relief from it was turned into songs that became Negro spirituals. As part of GPB's Month of Music, Ross Terrell reports on what those songs carried from the days of slavery to the civil rights movement to today. It's 2019, but the sounds of Negro spirituals echo through the walls of the music building at Kennesaw State University. That's where the Georgia Spiritual Ensemble gathers to lend their voices to an oral tradition that dates back to the late 1860s. The group was founded by Oral Moses about 14 years ago. Moses says this music is all Africans had when they were brought here as nothing more than property. This music came out of them as a way to assuage their feelings, to deal with their everyday situations. And these songs really sort of sprang into existence. And I wanted to know what some of those songs were. Woke up this morning with my mind. Uh, Nobody knows the trouble I see. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Negro spirituals were sometimes called sorrow songs, but Moses says he doesn't think that's an accurate description of what the music meant to the nearly 30,000 enslaved people throughout Georgia. But if you really listen to the words, they are really fighting back with words when they couldn't speak. When they were punished for speaking, they put it in a song. And before I be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave. In fact, that's one of the resounding themes of these songs freedom, whether it's from following the North Star on the Underground Railroad through Savannah's first African Baptist church to Bloody Sunday trying to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, these songs have served as the backbone of African-American resilience. And David Morrow teaches that. He's a professor at Morehouse College in Atlanta, a city often viewed as the cradle of civil rights. He says well after slavery was outlawed, black people continue to use spirituals just like their ancestors. And what they did in the civil rights movement very often was to adapt the text to the current circumstance, using it the same way, using it to bring people together, using it to cope with the situation. That song, made popular during the movement, is directly linked to the Negro spiritual, Don't Let Nobody Turn You Round. You change the words a little bit, and it's almost the same melody, because they were using it for marches. 
Keep on a walking, keep on a talking, marching up to freedom land. So we add that part to it, and you have a direct descendant. The strength of these songs has withstood the test of time, and even today can find its way into popular music. The Negro spiritual, I Want Jesus to Walk With Me, flowed out of the mouths of Africans and trickled into the 2004 Kanye West song, Jesus Walks. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. But it's in the Baptist church where you will hear songs like Poor Man Lazarus, one the Georgia Spiritual Ensemble continues to perform. And when he died, he went straight to hell. It's the value of spirituals that drives Ebony Collier to spend part of her Sunday belting them out with other members in the Georgia Ensemble. For Collier, these songs are about finding her identity. Slavery wasn't anything to be ashamed of. Like there was something that came out of that, you know, and a lot of people just want to put it behind them. She says even more than 150 years after slavery was abolished in America, in just six decades after schools in Georgia were desegregated, there's still a message people can take away from the songs that Africans so earnestly depended on. Although we're not dealing with, per se, slavery, the trials that we have today will still give us a way to hear that there is victory, something we can look forward to at the end. It's the legacy of Negro spirituals that fuels Collier to sing, that led Oral Moses to start an ensemble, and it's why David Morrow continues to teach the songs to students at a historically black college that once educated Martin Luther King Jr. and Maynard Jackson. Because if the descendants of those that created the spirituals don't pass them on, then who will? For GPB News, I'm Ross Terrell in Atlanta.